And welcome back to centralcoastradio.com. Well, because we're taking a look at the brand new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film, we thought let's go back in time a little bit and let's get each one of us on the panel here to talk about what was their favorite cartoon when they were a kid. Because for a lot of people, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, especially in our generation and for the generations that followed. So, uh, yeah, let's jump in our time travel machine and go back and take a look at what our favorite cartoon was as a kid. Harley, what was your favorite cartoon as a kid? Well, see, this is the dangerous part because, you know, I could speak for the next three hours on cartoons <laughs> I love and still love today. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think we were so spoiled in the 80s. There were just so many good things coming out. But I... I guess there's a an issue there as well that the sort of laws in the United States regarding what could be shown to kids and if it related to uh, a toy franchise, you know, they had a lot more rights to do that. There used to be a lot more restrictions. So suddenly we had all these toys that we grew up with and there was a cartoon to go with it. So we were really quite spoiled. So I was very much a... Uh, a child of toys and cartoons. So for me, Transformers had always been a huge one. I I just loved that concept. I thought the idea of them were ingenious and the story they put together was, was brilliant. Um, as, as for like sort of top of the line cartoons though, uh, Filmation's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and the Shiro Princess of Power cartoons, uh, I think... To, are still some of the best animations I've seen today. Um, yeah, just their style, their, their production value, not much lives up to that anymore. But um, there, there are a few other real standouts. Like for me, I always loved Japanese animation, so I'm sure we're all watching like Astro Boy and things like that. But um, for me, the series Robotech, which was originally three different mm. Japanese cartoon series, but um, an American company put them all together as one multi-generational story under the banner Robotech. And that to me was sort of like the highlight of um, storytelling as a kid, because it wasn't so much dumbed down or speaking down to you as a lot of cartoons would do like I always felt that was a bit of a letdown for me. I, I didn't like things speaking down to me. So when we had this Robotech storyline, because it was Japanese produced, it wasn't strictly made for kids. It was quite a mature storyline. So that I really loved, and I still love it to this day. Anytime there's a a, a spin off of either the original Japanese cartoons or Robotech itself, I'm, I'm always there on board with that. Um, I mean, you know, growing up, I, I still watch cartoons now, and I, I have to give a shout out um, a few years back, what was it like 10, 20 years ago? I can't even remember now. I'm so ingrained in these things, but um, there was a, a series called The Fairly Odd Parents. I don't know if anyone watched that. It was like these fairy godparents with this kid, and just the the humor was sometimes quite adult but it was 
a kid's cartoon. I think they just knew that there were adults in the background so they could put these extra jokes in. I thought that was just kind of brilliant. But um, yeah, other than that, there's, there's always the usual things we grow up with, kind of the different Ghostbusters and things like that. Um, I, I And I feel weird saying this, but a few years back, they had that reboot of um, the My Little Pony, Friendship <laughs> is Magic. I, I think that series, I don't know what it is, there's something so endearing about that series. I, I didn't like the 80s one at all. I tried to watch it and it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> but that but that Friendship is Magic series, for some reason, this, everyone loves it and it just relaunched their kind of whole My Little Pony toy line and everything. So, mm. yeah, I think a lot of people have a special place for that one. But, um, yeah, those are those will be my top picks, although there's like 500 more I can mention, but I'll, I'll let someone else speak. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, what were your fa- what was your favorite cartoon as a kid? Um, is I I had so many as well. Uh, many of them that that Harley mentioned, yeah, the Transformers, Robotech, um, so many of them that were really were based on uh, toys, and and that's something that I didn't actually realize until a lot more recently. It's like, yeah, wait, all these shows were just made to sell toys. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even know that when I was younger. I was like, I guess I just fell straight into it. But um, now I can't deny like my, my favorite show for the longest time throughout my childhood was actually Garfield and friends. Um, um and it wasn't yeah. it oh my that God. One... I, I still get the theme tune in my head yeah. for that it just goes over and over <laughs> uh, which one because they had so many different versions of the theme tune so i mean yeah i i i remember i got the uh v i rented a vhs of it like when i was really young from uh of movie land and it had the first three um like specials it started off as uh 11 different uh, like half hour specials that started in the very early eighties up until uh, I think they went until 1991, but, uh, and they're like half hour, just single half hour stories. Like here comes Garfield, uh, Garfield in paradise, Garfield and his nine lives and different ones that were really based on um, ones that were based on the into- uh, like books that, uh, Jim Davis, the creative Garfield, had written like the Garfield and His Nine Lives, and um, Babes and Bullets was kind of a a parody of uh, a film noir murder story. It's it's a it's a kid's cartoon, and it's a story about him solving a murder. It's like it was crazy, but that was that was just those specials. The actual um, TV show uh, Garfield and Friends started in 1988. And that was, it's a pity that it wasn't like a full half hour uh, story every episode. What it was, was three shorts. Um, The first and the third one in every episode was a Garfield story. And the middle one was one based off uh, another series that um, that Jim Davis had had created called uh, US Acres. And I always skipped that one. that was something I I actually I when when it was on TV and when I was going to school, I would actually get my mum 
to because it was on it was on TV when I was uh, when I was actually at school. I had to go catch the catch the bus to school, and so I would actually get my mum to record the first episode, then skip the second episode. The 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 US Acres, Orson's farm or whatever, it was about this pig on a farm and the crazy antics that they get on up to, and then for the, and then start recording the third episode again because I only cared about the Garfield uh, segments. I only cared about um yeah Garfield and friends and and just his story, and I don't know. I thought it was it was very 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 different to any like really many other um cartoon shows at the time now there's a lot more meta humor and uh self-referential humor in in kids cartoons because i think they know that they're making for adults as well but back then they didn't really have much of it but this show did um there's constant references from characters talking about um wanting to wanting to have a bigger part in the tv show or they're talking about their contracts or stuff like that and it was just i don't know it was something that was very different to other cartoon shows and the fact that garfield i mean and like everybody knows the character of garfield he's just such he can be just such a an unlikable person and that was something i thought was i don't know i thought that was endearing about him as well and just like i know maybe that's where i got my uh (laughs) maybe that's why i was kind of a chubby kid when i was growing up and had a had a uh, fondness for lasagna myself um but yeah i think that was that was probably my favorite show it was one yeah it's a pity that it it kind of canceled um the guy who did the it's come back in different forms but I don't know. I the um the guy who did the voice for Garfield um called Lorenzo Music. He also did the voice of uh, Ray in the Ghostbusters TV series and it's funny because he just it's the exact same voice in both in both uh, cartoons when you watch them now. But um yeah, he he died unfortunately. Now you've said that, I can absolutely hear it. It's like yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. It's exactly the same voice when you watch it. I think he actually got booted off of um I think he got booted off of Ghostbusters series because um oh, was it Ray or Vankman? I think he was doing the voice of Vankman, not Ray. Um but yeah, because I think Bill Murray didn't uh, there was something it, it was this weird thing. Yeah, he did the voice of Bill Murray's character in Ghostbusters, the the TV series, and then Bill Murray did the voice of Garfield, kind of took over from him in the uh the two animated Garfield m- movies that they made. Um, so it was kind of like this weird full circle kind of thing, but I don't know. I none of the other th- there's been other animated series based on Garfield. There's been the, the two live action movies, but none of them have really um, none of them have really entertained me as much as that. As like even as 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 a diehard fan of of the character and of the cartoon show, none of them have really. Um, kept me entertained in the same way so i know it's kind of it, it really is kind of this time capsule from my past that it, there's no way that they can do a uh, uh a reboot of it that would satisfy me so yeah that that, that would be my favorite one definitely one that um oh, <laughs> that i was a fan of up up into high school i think <laughs> and lee what's your favorite um cartoon as a kid all right well first i just want to give a quick shout out to Muppet Babies, 
which I know is not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. Oh, come on. I, I had the McDonald's toys. Someone will be yeah. in my head all day. Um, and I still remember all the words, by the way. Mickey Mouse, Roadrunner, Bugs Bunny, um, Put Rock Flats, all because my oh, yeah. family used to watch it all together, um, all these things that um, just bring a lot of memories back. You know, I heard a, a um, stat or a fact recently that ruined Roadrunner for me forever. Did you know that a coyote in real life can actually outrun a roadrunner? Not in the show, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to get on to my all-time favourite, which you guys may not have even heard of before. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. But it's actually a manga. It's an anime series called Candy Candy. Has anyone heard of that before? No. No. I've never heard of that one. <laughs> I know the name, but I, I can't picture it. I am also the oldest of all of you here, so <laughs> it might be that it was a little bit before your time. So um, it was actually released in 1975. It's a Japanese um, anime. However, when I watched it, I saw it in English. It is actually based um, in America, the, the um, animation. So um, I have since tracked it down because we had the DVD of it and I used to watch it over and over and over. Um, but somehow, I don't know if one of my sisters got it or if my parents threw it out, which I hope they did not. If I find out that, I will not be happy. But I've not found it as an adult um, amongst our stuff. So um, I, well, actually, it was a video back then, I have to say. Um, and so that was in English. But I have since hunted down um, a version. It is actually in Japanese with subtitles. So it sounds very different because of what I grew up with because I knew, I used to know the words back to front. I could say it with it um, as it was playing. Now, this anime is about a girl called Candy um, who is abandoned and left in an orphanage. Actually, she's left on the front steps of an orphanage as a baby and you see um, her years um, in the orphanage and then you see um, her life go through a, a finally, you know, she's finally got a placement, a potential um, carer, a foster carer um, or someone that will adopt her and, um, and tragedy happens and then she doesn't get to go and live with that person and her life um, becomes very hard because as you get older, you don't really get adopted unless you're expected to help or work or whatever um, on someone's property or in their home. So you see all the struggles and um, you see how hard it can be for a kid that's landed in foster care. Um, and she also has a best friend called Annie and, um, and they end up having completely separate lives but those initial years of friendship are really strong and all the kids in the orphanage have strong friendships as well um but yeah you do see her as she grows up um just going through a lot of different things whether it's working facing real challenges with foster families that treat her really badly um but then she's got some joys in life as well and she makes some extraordinary friends as she moves on and um, does nursing and things like that as well. Um, I guess it's the first thing that introduced me to the fact that not all kids can live with their parents. Um, and so at a very early age, um, I learned about kids in care. And part of the reason I think that I ended up working with 
kids in care was because of this animation. So it'll always hold be like something held in my heart. Um, and yes, I will be watching the whole series again at some stage. Um, it is very kiddy. I mean, it is a 1975 <laughs> um, series. It went for four years, I believe. Um, and yeah, it might seem a little bit cheesy now, but it it was really great series. Awesome. I, well, I like that actually. I, I think I'm gonna check that one out. I <laughs> I um I just I just looked it up while you were talking you? about it. And the, the image of it is very familiar. So okay. I think I have either seen it or I've seen it around somewhere. So I'll keep an eye out for you if uh, yes if I've I find it. I've always wondered, I don't know for sure, but I've always wondered if Sailor Moon um has anything to do with the original Candy Candy. I do not know. I'm not saying the same storyline, but um, I don't know. The character reminds me so much yeah. of this character. And um, Lee was watching it one day, and I thought it was an episode of uh, Sailor Moon that she was watching. Yeah. So it wow. probably is not. It probably just looks similar. But I've always wondered: does it have anything to do with the other? Yeah. 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 And you've so actually just reminded me. It, there was a, a series. I don't know if you guys remember it. Bell and Sebastian. Yes. It was yes. Yes. During the war years in France, I loved that so which much. Which they've now made it's into this, movies with real yeah, um, humans. two yeah. live action movies, which which I bought as soon as I found them. It was like what, what? It was so exciting for me. Like I just regressed to five years old. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I was like Kyle and Holly. I was a very big animation fan when I was a kid. I used to love watching things like Roger Ramjet. Um, Masters of the Universe, uh, G.I. Joe. Um, my There was a bit of a toss-up between which one was going to be my favourite of uh, when I was a kid. I used to love Kimber the White Lion. That was oh, a I big, have that series, yeah. the whole series. But my, that, yes, I loved that so much. But my favourite when I was growing up was um, definitely Defenders of the Earth. Um, oh, yeah. I absolutely loved that series to the point when when DVDs first became a thing, I was waiting for them to actually bring out the entire series, um, which I was finally able to get. But for those that don't remember it, Defenders of the Earth was actually pretty interesting because it, that was uh, it was Flash Gordon, um, his son Rick. Um, there was the Phantom and his daughter Jetta. There was Mandrake the Magician. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Lothar. Um, there was just so many different characters and I was already a fan of the Phantom because my dad had given me a lot of his Phantom comics. So when Defenders of the Earth um, first started in Australia, I was addicted to it. It used to be part of um, Agro's Cartoon Connection right. here. And I remember that um, at one point they moved it to uh, a time that almost used to make me late for primary school every day <laughs> but i refused to leave the house until it had finished so um but yeah i went back and watched it recently and it, it still works like it has a real um environmental theme to a lot of it um so that works the there is a a little bit of a an issue with the way that lothar is referred to sometimes um in it but uh yeah the rest of it still holds up and still works pretty well so uh yeah, if you ever want to relive your childhood days, go back and check out Defenders of the Earth. But uh, yeah, that 
is it for our wrap up of um our favorite cartoons. I should ask though, seeing we're talking about turtles today, you guys all watched turtles when you were growing up too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Jumped onto that right away. I I, I remember exactly. Actually, um, we had moved out to the country, so we had like limited television channels. I think we only had like two channels, um, but we did get this big antenna installed that when we flick a switch, we can watch all the the city based television channels. Yeah. Mm. So I remember my sort of best friend at school at the time had gone to the city for a day or two. And when he came back, he was like, there's this new cartoon on like channel seven. You've, you've got to watch it. You'll be so into it. So I immediately I, I went home after school, flicked the switch to the city channels and saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and <laughs> never stopped watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually banned from watching one animation when I was a kid um, because I inadvertently wrecked my mom and dad's um, clothesline um, after watching it. Um, Inspector Gadget. Um, <laughs> apparently, after watching an episode one day, I went out into the backyard and stood underneath the clothesline and started spinning it around really fast, um, like Inspector Gadget's gadget copter. Um, <laughs> and, it, and it broke it and it fell over. <laughs> and so I got banned from watching <laughs> Inspector Gadget. So this is how sad I am. As a teenager, I went and bought all of the series of Inspector Gadget because I wanted to finally be allowed to watch it again. <laughs> so that, that, that always had a special place in my heart as well. Like um, because Don Adams, famous for being Max he smart. smart. Yeah. He gets smart. You know, I you can't like not recognize that voice. So it, it was amazing to me to be like, oh, that guy is this guy's voice. Like it was two things I loved. I always loved those old shows and things. So yeah, that that was very special to me when I was a kid. Awesome. Well, that is our wrap up of our favorite cartoons when we were kids. We'll be back in just a moment on centralcoastradio.com. Of the sky, his rockets ignite. Jets into battle, flying faster than light. Flash Gordon, Lord of the Jungle, the hero who stalks. The beasts call him brother, the ghost to war. Defenders of the earth. Defenders, master of magic spells and illusion. Enemies crumble in fear and confusion. And drink. Defenders of the earth. Defenders. Strength is a legend, his skills conquer all Armed with his power, we never will fall no. Defenders of the Earth Defenders With our new young heroes proving their worth Four become eight, defending the Earth Defenders of the Earth She's a girl! 
Thank you. 